Well, hello, I'm Liz Edwards, your host today, and I am with Dr. Sarah Adams. We are in the Hendersonville office, and uh, we are uh, post-Halloween. Post-Halloween. <laughs> we are all trying to recover. And get in the groove for the next two holidays coming up. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking with the girls out front about what our Christmas decor needs to look like. But you had a pretty busy weekend with your family. Tell me about your, yeah. your kiddos and what they did for Halloween. Yeah, we did. So I have some little ones. I have a three-year-old and an almost two-year-old. And so they are still full into Halloween with the little one always trailing behind but still having a good time. We went to Memphis and visited our in-laws and went to their zoo. So they had Boo at the zoo, and so we went there and got nice. way too much candy, but they had such a great time and then wrapped it up again Sunday night with trick-or-treating. I had a Buzz Lightyear and a little duck following me along. So. That is so cute. Yeah. Now, you are a twin, is that right? I am a twin, okay. yes. So your kiddos trick-or-treated with your sisters? They did, yes. So we cool. just kind of went through my neighborhood. It's not a huge neighborhood, so it's perfect for our kids' ages. Yeah, so they had a good time. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, we were just discussing that there's all the candy in the break room and all the junk and all the... <laughs> we will never get through the amount of candy we have. Right. And, of course, we bought for trick-or-treaters and didn't have as many as we thought, so then we have as leftover candy from that, and I have no idea what we're going to do with it. I have no clue. I know. Some schools will collect it, I know, for troops or that kind of thing but yeah I will be very willing to share it's too much it's too much <laughs> towards the end of the night I was like kids take handfuls, handfuls yes my diet starts tomorrow I can't have any of this yes I realized giving out two or three pieces was not sufficient and I should have just been doling it out by the handful for sure absolutely well, I am so glad that y'all got to take part in a full weekend yeah. of activities it was good it was good and now it's just getting back into the swing of things but also knowing we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up too. So exactly. yeah, it's a fun time of the year. It really is. Our weather is finally getting cooler. What are you seeing as far as people coming in with symptoms? Lots of congestion and sneezing and just really a lot of congestion, I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, people are just really feeling their allergies. I think with the weather change too, it tends to bring on the symptoms. Um, I typically tell people that with the first freeze, although I don't know that we've had the first freeze yet, but with the first freeze, pollens tend to die off. However, you know, in Tennessee, that can come early in October or as late as December. Right. So those pollens can last for a long time. But when e even when the pollen allergies die off, we've still got all of our indoor allergens like dust mites and molds and even cockroaches so mm -hmm. seeing lots of that and just trying to help people navigate through their symptoms and what's best for them whether it's getting them on good medicines and or you know starting those allergy shots to get them complete relief and of course we're all starting to bring out decorations now so yes. if we're pulling stuff out that's covered in dust yes all of it's been in storage yeah. and so now we're all about to break that out and it's all covered in dust and potentially is it been in your attic you know is there any sort of mold that may have developed things like that so mm -hmm. all of those new decor that you haven't had in your house that's maybe been tucked away could definitely contribute to your allergy symptoms as well if somebody is suffering like at what point 
would you want them to come see you? Like, what's the breaking point? That's so funny that you asked that because sometimes I'll ask my patients, I'll say, what was the final straw? Like, what made you say, Good. okay, I have to go see an allergist now? And answers are sometimes different, but a lot of them are just, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't go outside without sneezing. I didn't want to use my medicines anymore. But really what I tell folks is when your symptoms are impacting your quality of life, that's when you need to seek treatment and that's when you need to seek care because nobody should have to go through life feeling like they can't breathe through their nose or they can't enjoy the outdoors or they have to wear a mask if they're gonna go do house repair because the dust is going to irritate them. Mm -hmm. um, so those, quality of life is a big thing. The other thing is when it starts to affect your breathing. So some people maybe have asthma or maybe no history of asthma, but they've noticed as they've gotten older, their allergy symptoms are more severe and they're having more wheezing and coughing. That's a really big trigger for people wanting to come in and get better. And we have screening for that here in the office. We do, yes. So asthma and allergies oftentimes do go hand in hand. It's hard to, sometimes hard to get rid of one without taking care of the other. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody has complaints of cough and wheeze as well as allergy symptoms, I like to tell them you're gonna get my full court press and we work them up for their asthma and make sure that's well controlled. If it is asthma and then certainly if they have allergies on top of that, making sure we're controlling their allergy symptoms as well is key to making sure their asthma remains well controlled. Let's talk a minute about allergy shots because that's a big tool in the tool yeah, belt. Yeah, absolutely. If someone were to start on them now around the holidays, when would you see a benefit? When would I start to feel the effects? Yeah, so I have a whole little, you know, um, spiel, if you will, about allergy shots because I always want my patients to know what they're getting into. I think it's important because I always tell patients, you know, shots aren't necessarily a quick fix, but they are a long-term fix. So they make a difference for the long-term. So when you start shots, I always tell my patients, you're not gonna feel different right away and you wanna keep taking your medicines. That's because when we start shots, we have to dilute you. So we have to start you with a very low concentration of your allergen. Mm -hmm. That concentration has to be slowly increased over time to allow your body to tolerate it. And our goal is to reach the highest concentration, which is called your maintenance dose. Typically, that takes about four months. So I typically tell folks around four months is when you're gonna to start to notice a difference. Now that's a rough estimate. Some people start to notice a difference much sooner, particularly my patients who are significantly allergic and have lots of different triggers. Mm -hmm. They tend to feel better much more quickly. Um, but I typically say about four months is when people may notice they can go outside and, oh, I don't need my antihistamine today or, I'm around my cat and I'm not having symptoms. You know, I had a patient earlier today telling me that she could finally be around dust and not feel miserable. So, Great. yeah, so I typically say the earliest is four months, but I also tell them that that's not the maximum benefit they're going to see. As you continue shots and build up essentially your desensitization to your allergens, that benefit of the shots, the reduction in symptoms, the reduced need for medicine just continues to be, build and get better. Let's talk about shots for just a minute because people hear shots and they think, 
those needles are very tiny yes. that we use. So that's another good point. I always say, I know you're here, especially with my pediatric patients and my yes. parents, I say, I know you hear the word shot and it sounds scary, but I like to reassure them that one, my shot room nurses in particular are wonderful and take such good care of my patients. And two, exactly right, Liz, the needle is super small. Mm -hmm. It's not like getting a vaccine. It's not very deep into your arm. And oftentimes what I tell them is that it does take some getting used to like any new routine, but ultimately when you feel so much better, you will be ready to keep coming because of the benefits of the shots. They just make such a huge difference in your quality of life. And we have rock star shot room nurses and they work with the kiddos. Um, got two of my favorites here today, Johnny <laughs> and Lisa. Um, they'll go to great lengths to get the kids comfortable yes. with coming in and doing the routine. So I always tell my parents, it's definitely a, um, a decision we make together, particularly for kids and particularly for the younger ones. I mm -hmm. always say, you know, this is a joint decision between myself and the parent. If I think allergy shots are worthwhile, it's important for the parent to determine too if their child is ready and mature enough to take the shots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so for the younger kids, we definitely weigh that. And so that's not to say we have to start them right away. But the other thing I encourage parents about too is getting started sooner rather than later is the best way to go because if we can get those allergy symptoms under control early, then we're not having to fight with the schedule of a teenager where they're going out and about or we're running into them leaving the house for college and we haven't been able to complete our, our entire therapy, which we want, which is typically about five years. And so I try to encourage parents that earlier an right. earlier start is going to be more beneficial and yeah once those kiddos get started they love seeing johnny he's so wonderful they love seeing my other shot room nurses and we've got lots of good things like stickers to make it better so yeah. it's it's it sounds scary initially but once you get going usually people find it to be worth it this is such a fun office i always enjoy coming to hendersonville what made you go into allergy when you were going through med school what how did you come down this path? Yeah, so I didn't even know about allergy and immunology as a med student. You don't get, just you just don't get a ton of exposure to it when you're doing your training, mainly because you're focused on hospital training and working in the hospital. And a lot of what we do is in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided to figure out what I was going to do for my initial specialty, I decided to do a combination of internal medicine and pediatrics, which is specializing in both seeing kids and adults. I knew I, I liked both and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it yet, but I said, you know what, I'll just get specialized in both and figure it out later. And then I learned about the field of allergy and immunology, specifically that it's one of the very few fields where you can see both kids and adults um, and you get to really focus on allergic disease and make a huge difference, again, in people's quality of life. and. When I learned that and learned that I could continue to see both under one roof, both kids and adults under one roof, and help all of them with their quality of life in aspects of asthma and allergies and skin, it just fit. And so I did a fellowship after my four-year training at MUSC in Charleston. A fellowship was done at Vanderbilt, and I have no regrets at all. I'm just so thankful I chose this field. Well, we are so thankful to have you, and thank you for letting us pop in in the middle of your lunch today. Yeah, this has and, been great. Uh, we look forward to many more conversations as we're 
building our podcast here. So thank you so much, Dr. Sarah Adams. Thanks, Liz. I appreciate it.